So here's the big question. How are entrepreneurs like us, who have been hustling and struggling to make it to success, who seem to make it one step forward, only to fall two steps back, who are dedicated, determined, and driven, how do we finally break through and win? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Brian Kelly, and this is the Mind Body Business Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mind Body Business Show. I am jacked up tonight. I am excited, and one of the the reason is because of my incredible guest who's coming on. He is an awesome man. He loves helping people. He is a coach. He's my coach. He is also a driven individual and heart-centered and just an amazing guy. He's also a very dear friend of mine, and we met many years ago. We might talk a little bit about that on the show, but he has an incredible, incredible story that each and every one of you, I implore of you, you should listen to this all the way through to the end because it will impact you in great ways and you will be able to be empowered to power through anything in life after you hear Christopher Rausch's amazing backstory and not only his backstory, but his daily story, what he goes through each and every day, how he shows up, how he powers through every day. It's inspiring and I am so, so blessed to be able to share this amazing man with you. Now, the Mind Body Business Show, that is what this show is all about. It is about bringing on the most successful entrepreneurs from all over the world. And what I do is I grill them with questions politely and with integrity to extract their patterns and their strategies for success. And what is it that makes people like Christopher Rausch successful that you can then take and model and integrate into your business model, into your life model and achieve greater success as well. And that is the whole purpose. It's like having a one hour seminar for free each and every week with an amazing individual who you know that you can trust, who you can follow, who you can just write notes and follow them, take action. It's about learn, do, teach. You learn it here, you take action, and then down the road, you teach it yourself. And that is what this show is all about, is sharing the wealth in more ways than one. And it's about what I call the three pillars of success. And it's the very name of this show, mind being mindset. To a person, everyone that I interviewed and that I've talked to and studied that has been successful and achieved a great level of success has always, uh, to a person, had a very strong, very positive, very flexible, which is the most important attribute, mindset. And that is a learned trait. That is something that one must learn. Um, some people seem to be born with positive attitudes. Uh, I'm here to tell you that they, those are learned. People work at this stuff and successful people do just that. Body is about literally taking care of oneself. Uh, my my next guest coming on, Christopher Rausch, is no stranger to this. He takes care of himself and you'll be blown away about the fact that he does that with what he goes through each and every day. It's, it's so inspiring. But these individuals take care of themselves physically and nutritionally. And business, business is multi multifaceted. And what that means is people that are successful in business have mastered various skill sets to get them where they are. There are many skill sets one must master to build a thriving, successful, and scalable business. Skill sets like marketing, sales, team building, leadership, systematizing. I could keep going on for some time. And the good news is for you being a very astute listener and watcher of this show is 
that to master any one skill set of any kind can take an exorbitant amount of time. The good news is if you just master one skill set, and I know Christopher Rush has mastered this one skill set. If you master this one skill set, the rest you can leverage into the fold. That one skill set is, do you want to know? Oh, you know what? I think I have a drum roll in here. Yes, it is the skill set of leadership. Leadership. Once you have mastered that skill set, you can then leverage it into bringing in other people who have mastered those other skill sets that you have yet to or may never master because of the sheer time it takes. And now you can take your business and really grow it and thrive it quickly. And with that, very uh, quickly, another vital uh, attribute of very successful people is that to a person, what I've also found is that they are also very avid readers of books. And with that, I'd like to segue very briefly. I, I promise we're gonna bring Christopher on really quick. Real brief, let's segue into a segment I affectionately call Bookmarks. Bookmarks. Born to read. Bookmarks. Ready. Steady. Read. Bookmarks. Brought to you by ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. Yes, ReachYourPeakLibrary.com. Now, a quick word of advice for everyone watching and listening is instead of getting that uh, taking away and going off and taking your attention somewhere else and typing these resources in and checking them out on the side, I implore upon you to please instead just write them down. ReachYourPeakLibrary.com is one. Christopher, I'm sure, is going to have many resources for you as well. Write it down. Visit it after the show. The reason is because the magic happens in the room. Yes, this is a virtual room, but if you're not paying attention and Christopher's dropping those knowledge bombs and you miss just one, that one that could potentially change your life forever, and I'm not kidding about this at all, then I would, I would be, I would hate for that to happen. So please keep your gaze and your ears on this show and listen and watch as Christopher comes on. And you're gonna love this. I cannot, I I'm oh, it's it's coming. I want to just skip this part and move into it into his section. Real, real quick, reachyourpeaklibrary.com. It is a resource that I had put together, my team put together with you in mind. And I'm not kidding when I say that. It is a compilation of books that I personally have read and I vet. So not every book I've ever read in my life is in this list. They are only those that have had an, a profound impact in either my personal life, my business life, or even both. And truth be told, pull back the curtain, I did not myself start reading voraciously till I was the age of 47. That was 11 years ago. I know everyone's doing the math now and that's okay. I own it and live it and love it. And so this is a resource for you. Go find the book that you that just resonates with you, that jumps off the page. Go get it wherever you wanna get it. It doesn't have to be on this website. This website's not here to make money. It's here to be a resource for you. You can either get it straight from here, go straight to Amazon for you to buy, uh, grab the book, read it, it's a life changer. I kid you not. I learned this 11 years ago, and um, I can't speak highly enough about the importance of reading not just any book, but the right books. And speaking of the right books, we have the right person here with us today. This man is amazing, and I'm not going to yak anymore. Let's bring him on right now, shall we? Christopher Roush, here he comes. It's time for the guest expert spotlight. Savvy, skillful, professional, adept, trained, big league, qualified. 
And there he is, ladies and gentlemen. It is the one, the only, Christopher Roush. What's going on, Mr. Kelly? Great to be here, brother. Thank you for having me, man. What a, a great intro. I couldn't play a, a drinking game to the intro because you said my name so many times. If my name was the drinking game, I'd be drunk already. I love <laughs> it. And people will get drunk with your knowledge. I will. Oh, tell they're going to drink it up, baby. Oh, Let's yeah, go. baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for my drink now. Where is it? Uh, so <laughs> I got my H2O right here. Yes, ditto right here. That's that's how we roll, baby. So, yeah, Christopher, you're an amazing guy. You're a great friend. And I am so blessed and pleased and happy that you came on with me. And I, I'm not I'm not just blowing smoke up your your uh, skirt, which you don't wear or anything like that. Only on Saturday uh, nights. Not at all. It's absolutely true. You know it. You know me. Um, you, and ladies and gentlemen, this guy, he's the no excuses coach, as you can see here on the screen. I hope you're watching this live on the mindbodybusinessshow.com. And if you're not, go register there so you can interact with us and win a great, great prize, which I'll talk about here in just a moment. But you want to reach out to people like Christopher Roush, and you're going to find out why. Because this man is all about results. And there's nobody I know that has been through what he's been through. And still, he powers through each and every day. He gets the results. He keeps the attitude high, even though he's going through literal hell sometimes here on earth. This man, and then not only is he taking care of himself, he's taking care of his wife, he's taking care of his son and all of his clients. And so this is a guy you want to be connected with. Uh, and I'm so blessed to be able to share this wonderful stage with you, Christopher. So thank you. Um, thank you. I want to introduce you first, and then we'll, we'll head off to an ad spot and then get going, if that's cool with you. I want people to get an idea of who you are, and don't go anywhere. Stick around. You do not want to miss this. <laughs> Christopher Rausch, my good buddy, is debatedly the world's most effective and impactful, unstoppable, no excuses, coach, speaker, workshop facilitator, retreat leader, whose life apprenticeship of the victim to victor is nothing short of miraculous and surely inspiring. I can, it's like, I feel like I wrote this. This is awesome. Today, <laughs> as an international keynote speaker, Christopher captivates and enthralls audiences with this story and then empowers them to accept what life has presented, embrace change, and here's the beauty part, and take action personally and professionally. His commitment and credibility are indisputable, and I can attest to that, as he so obviously lives his message and people leave awe-inspired and motivated, just like yours truly, to take an action regardless of their perceived obstacles. Ladies and gentlemen, I bequeath upon you, officially and formally, the one and only Mr. Christopher Roush, the no excuses coach himself. Yes. I'm here right there. Ready to go. Mic drop right there. Boom. Yes. Mic drop. Boom. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Now, if you're not watching, you must be. Come back to the mindbodybusinessshow.com. You'll see them in the past shows. He just did something that was really cool on video. I'm not going to give it away. If you're listening on podcast, <laughs> you got to come back and watch it on video. I'm yes, sorry. That's just, that's just the advantages there are for watching us live or recorded for sure. All right, real quick, I'm going to drop us off to a couple of uh, bookkeeping or housekeeping ad spots here, and then we'll get right back here with Christopher Roush. Do not go anywhere. Stay right here. Hey, if you're watching the Mind Body Business Show live right now, then you will have the ability to win a five-night stay at a five-star luxury resort of your choosing, compliments of the Big Insider Secrets. What is it? It is a five-night vacation stay to one of many destinations across the world. You can see as we go through this very quickly, there's some in Branson and Daytona Beach, these are in the United States, all over the United States, New Orleans, San Diego. There's also Mexico. There's also the UK. And 
Argentina. I mean, it just keeps going on and on and on. Australia. At the end of this show, you will be given the ability to enter to win. You must be watching this live. If you're not watching live, then head on over to themindbodybusinessshow.com and register to receive automated notifications when we go live the next time. We do not spam. We do not even pitch any products or anything from that notification. It's just simply a way for you to know that we're live and now you can join us and you can also participate in this incredible, incredible prize and you do not want to miss this. So come on live and you do not want to miss a moment because of our incredible guest experts and stay on to the end and we will reveal that at the very end. And if you're struggling with putting a live show together and it's overwhelming and you want a lot of the processes done for you while still enabling you to put on a high quality show and connect with great people and grow your business all at the same time, then write this down, carpetbombmarketing.com. Then head on over to it after the conclusion of tonight's show. Carpet Bomb Marketing, saturate the marketplace with your message. And to get a free lifetime membership to a phenomenal resource called the Reach Your Peak Club, your free membership will include instant access to deep discounts on major software, services, and top shelf training courses that you need to run your successful business. Think of it as your entrepreneur discount house. Catapult your business to the next level, sign up for free now, and get a hotel discount card worth $200 just for joining. Then. Go and grab your deep discount. So write this down. And then after the show, once again, head on over to reachyourpeakclub.com. All right. Now let's get back to the show. At last, we get back to the show and we get to I talk asked. to Mr. Christopher Rausch. And we have comments flying in already. Brigitte Hufele, she says, boom, the automation meister. Oh, is that it again? That's her. That's her uh, I didn't see that. Okay. Uh, Debbie Bittendorf says, Christopher, yeah. What's up, Deb? Thank you for being oh. here. Oh, and even the guest himself is trying to get engagement. Thank you, brother. I love it. Who's with us today? Live in the chat. Yes, everybody, chime in. I'll put that up as well. Go ahead, say hi. Let us know where you're coming from. Would love to hear from you. Absolutely. This is going to be awesome. The rest of the show is 100% about this man, Christopher Rausch. And I want to get it kicked off and, and really launched because you have an incredible backstory. You grew up in a very interesting environment. And I'll, I'll <laughs> leave it at that uh, because of your situation, your parental situation, and everything you went through. So if you wouldn't mind to kind of set the stage for what people are about to find out about you and how you've overcome what you've been through and are going through today. Would you start off with how it all started? What what was your life like and what did you have to deal with growing up? <laughs> um, well, first of all, what's the rating on this show? Is it PG or is it uh, NC-17? Be yourself. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, first of all, thank you again, Brian, for having me on the show. I appreciate your friendship. I pre appreciate having me on here and, and just being able to jam with you and share my story with your viewers and listeners. You know, it's something that I'm super passionate about. I mean, if I can go from being a homeless seventh grade dropout who lived in the backseat of a station wagon with 18 cats and two dogs, with a mother with virus, psychological disorders, and chemical dependencies, if I can do that, if I can ultimately do that, go through two suicide failed attempts, if I can go through getting carjacked, having my mom raped, digging through dumpsters and can for cans and newspapers and bottles. If I could do that for four years and ultimately wind up turning around and getting my general equivalency diploma and ultimately 12 years later getting my master's degree, all you guys can do it too. 
there's 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 the skinny on that's that's the short abbreviated version of the, of the hell that i went through um but i mean again the hell that i went through is has helped me become the man i am today and so i look at it all as life happened for me and not to me and that's one of the big reasons why i'm still smiling today and i'm not looking at it from a victim standpoint like my uh my sister is oh wow <laughs> i mean right there i've got again i've heard this before i've heard longer versions of it, but i've got goosebumps again just and thank god Thank God that those attempts were failed. Yeah. I, I I'm so, we are also blessed <laughs> that you are still with us uh, and here to share your life, your wisdom, your experience, your love with us. Uh, so I, for one, can attest uh, personally to all of that for sure. Oh, okay. Yes. I, I have to write, I have to put this up. <laughs> Debbie Bettendorf says Christopher is an inspiration and has a powerful story, but even more. He chooses positivity and to help others. Incredible human, all caps. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Debbie. Not She's a powerful human too. So connect with her. And that's the way Christopher rolls. It's mm. it's always about someone else. And I love that about you, brother. Thank um, you. Not a self-centered guy. You're not narcissistic. We we both know people like that. And um, <laughs> who are you talking yeah. about, right? No, I, I would never name any name whatsoever. So, uh, I mean, my gosh, grew up in the backseat of a car, two suicide attempts, carjacked, mom raped, mom had mental issues. Holy camoly. That's like about four or five times more than anyone on this planet has ever been through. Yours truly included. I'm going through some stuff today, but pales in comparison. The cool thing is when you go through these adversities and come out the other end, yep. typically or, or sometimes if we choose the right path like you have, do you, do you feel you came out strong as a stronger person than if you had led what you would consider to be a more normal normal life? Yeah, you know, that's a great question, Brian. I appreciate you asking that because literally at the time, you know, up until that, that age of 13, when we became homeless, up until that point of time, it was physical and mental abuse inside my house all the time. I was physically beat, mentally beat, spiritually beat, if you want to even include that in there. And I was also uh, picked on by the kids on my block and also the kids at school. So I literally, the first 13 years of my life were sheer hell because I was tormented and I never fit in anywhere. I was all about trying to find a way to keep people laughing or smiling or doing something in order to keep from people kicking my ass because I didn't understand what was going on. But when I got into the seventh grade, over that summer, testosterone and everything else kicked in, you know, go through puberty. And so I started growing and I got bigger. And so when I went up to the seventh grade, all of a sudden I went from being bullied to being the bullier. And I getting into fights and I got expelled and I was doing drugs during PE class and, and missing first period. So I look at the fact that I became homeless as a blessing because God only knows how I'd have turned out if I had continued down that road. So I'm thankful for every, every, every single, I guess, negative situation you can call it because it all helped me become the man I am today. And I'm proud of that. And I'd say another th thing to be thankful of is most of all that is in the past. Yes. <laughs> it's all just electrical energy in your brain. It's up to us how we choose to look at those experiences. We can look at them as, you know, something I don't want to repeat again, no doubt. But at the same time, when I look back on those things and chose not to be a victim as a situation of those things and chose to be a victor and chose to do the things that were uncomfortable and hard to do in order to get where I'm at. I mean, I'm living legacy. I mean, I, I teach people to do that all day long and people say, well, that's you, Chris, you're so special. I'm like, I'm no different than anybody else. If I can be that seventh grade homeless dropout, I thought I was doing crappy in school. I had a vision problem. I had a hearing problem and I did poorly in school. The teachers made fun of me. And so I never raised my hand. So if I can go from being that scared little kid to now speaking in front of thousands of people, doing my pod podcast shows and just living a kick-ass life, I know anybody can do it. I've proven it time and time again. Yeah. And I appreciate you being, you're always so transparent. And I think that is a great thing uh, and i think all business owners should have a, 
an added layer of transparency about who they really are. True. And not not just because, hey, we want to know the truth about you. It's more that people will be able to resonate with you and connect with you at a deeper level because it makes you human. If we're on Facebook, you know, and a lot of you were saying this earlier before we got on the show, Christopher, that a lot of people have this viewpoint of, oh, Christopher's got it all together. He's got a perfect mm -hmm. life, no issues, because what they see are the short segments, the walk and talks that you put on Facebook, the posts. And it's because you're a positive guy and you choose to be. But it's not always rose petals and, and you know, tiptoeing through the tulips. In fact, you're sharing, if you're okay with it, today right. you're actually battling something at this very moment as we sit here and talk. Yeah, I'm in a ton of pain right now. <laughs> if I move the wrong way, my back will twinge. I mean, for people who don't know it, I had back surgery back in 2019. It got so bad to the point I didn't want to do surgery, but it got so bad that every step I took, I made a face and it got so bad that people were so concerned for me that I was ignoring the pain. And so finally I said, I went to a doctor, he's double board certified brain surgeon. And I said, okay, if I do this, do I have to do any more? Cause I only want to do this once. And he says, well, I can't guarantee that. And then ultimately I did the surgery. I had a two level fusion. So I have six screws and three titanium rods in my back where my L3, L4, L4 and L5 are fused together. Um, you saw the pictures. Um, and so unfortunately the last couple of weeks ago, it's always been bad since then. They wanted to do surgery six months later. I did an MRI and they said, you know, the discs above and below where you're at are herniated and it's only a matter of time with the stenosis on the foraminal side and the, in the, in the, in the, in the, um, spine side, you know, through the spinal column and then the foraminal side, the foraminal are the nerves that come out of your spine and go down to your legs or in some cases go up to your neck and your arms. Um, they wanted to do more surgery and I said, no way, there was no way I was going to go through that again. So knock on wood for three years, I have still taken my pain medication and I've done all sorts of other things, uh, to, to help ensure that I don't have to go back to surgery. But about two weeks ago, I did something to my back and, um, now I've been in just a, a lot of excruciating pain. So I think I moved things around and now those nerves are being impinged. So if you see me kind of make a face, it's literally doing that as I speak. Yeah. Face and or noise. And, and if it happens, <laughs> let it rip because yeah, you know, most, most mortals, and I don't consider you a mortal, you're superhuman in my eyes, uh, <laughs> would not so. be on this show right now. You would, they would no. not be a guest on it. I was, I was contemplating giving you an out and I thought that's no, that's not Christopher. No. I, I would be like, that would might piss him off. If I said, mm -hmm. Christopher, it's okay. If you want to reschedule, you'd probably go screw that. Yeah. I'm, I'm the no excuse. I show up, I, show up, I get up, baby. I show up, I get up. You, I don't know if you know, do you know who David Goggins is? I do not know that name. Huh? Okay. David Goggins, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know who Goggins is, they call it the Goggins effect. Before I did my surgery, he's got a bag. He's got a great two books out. One of them is called you can't hurt me or you can't cure me. You can't, can't, can't hurt me. I always screw that up. Um, but then he's got a new one out, but essentially I studied him because he's known for going through and enduring a lot of pain. And he sits there and he gives us a, a perspective shift. When we talk about pain, the pain, what if pain is actually good for us? And so even to the point um, where one day I was walking and I was feeling all sorry for myself and every step that I took was super painful. I was like thinking about David Goggins and going, okay, how can I shift my perspective about my pain right now? How can I be thankful for this pain right now? And I swear to God, Brian, I was going to tell you this off camera, but I decided to save it for this. God's honest truth is my buddy who I, who I, I shouldn't even call him a buddy. Somebody I know from back in the eighties and nineties, um, we call him big Mike. I found out from a friend of mine, the big Mike, uh, was actually, um, <clears throat> became a quadriplegic. I was like, what the hell happened with Big Mike? Big Mike was a huge alcoholic and Big Mike one night got a, got really drunk and passed out and fell into his daughter's, four-year-old daughter's uh, wooden uh, table that she, he had set up at his apartment. He was divorced. And so he got weekend custody of his daughter and got drunk and sure enough fell uh, on the wood table and the wood splintered and went and severed his spinal cord. Wow. And so I, I got the news that, you know, he was like able to move a little bit of his fingers, but other than that, he couldn't move anything. 
And so as I'm walking, Brian, I'm sitting there thinking about this and I'm like, okay, how can I shift my perspective about this? And I thought, okay, who would be grateful for this pain? And Mike popped into my brain. I'm like, Mike is sitting there right now. He cannot move and he's completely paralyzed from the neck down. Would he love to have pain in his legs and pain in his back right now? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. So I could find a way to have some sort of gratitude that by the fact that I'm able to still walk, albeit super painful, that I'm thankful for this pain because it means that I could feel my legs. And so yeah. just playing little tricks like that with myself over the years has helped me, you know, get through and endure all this. And even up until this point, I mean, I still got up this morning and walked my son two miles to school. I did it yesterday. Yesterday was pretty scary. There got to a point where I was standing there and I didn't have my cane with me and my back started seizing up and I had nothing to hold on to. And I just thought I was going to fall like a bag, a bag of bricks. So I literally had to tell my wife who was talking to one of the moms, I said, I just have to keep walking. So as, if I stood there, it was getting so painful. I thought I was going to fall over, but as long as I kept going and as long as we keep going, ladies and gentlemen, then we're never going to, we're never going to fall. We're never going to sink permanently. We may go down a little bit, but we're always going to come back up. And that's what I teach people to do is to find that inner resiliency within themselves to push past that pain and to push past the, the normal, like everybody's telling me, Chris, you should take it easy. Chris, you should get the surgery. You should. I'm like, no, I'm going to listen to my own self. I'm going to sit there and do as much as I possibly can, because of course they're going to look at the MRI and say, oh yeah, that's bad. But as long as I have a different perspective about it, and I don't look at it that way, then perhaps I can sit there and slow down that process of aging by taking better care of myself because all they want to do is keep you on that revolving door of, oh, more surgeries, more money, more surgeries. And now they don't even talk about what you eat, what you put into your body, your supplements, all the different things that you can do on your own to help minimize some of the pain. There's a lot more out there. You just have to get smart about yourself and, and take care of yourself, make yourself the priority. Yeah, the uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of doctors have the best um, intentions. It's just their training teaches them to keep going down the big pharma the route to get the surgeries done. Some obviously are in it for the money, uh, and, but there are many that have great intentions that just were taught incorrectly, in my humble opinion, uh, mm. that, or not incorrectly or just not fully to give you all the options. I have an orthopedic surgeon who's awesome. Just saw him the other day. He, if he want, he could have easily said, we're going to cut on your shoulder again. He says, no, we're going to do physical therapy and that will fix it. I'm like no drugs, even mm. nothing, but go in and have them move you around. I'm like, right on let's do it and so they, they do exist and thankfully they're out there but i want to circle back to you know how you have impacted so many people but me personally recently Thank um you. yeah i i used to be a certified personal trainer so i was very fit well the second almost the second i shifted from that business and i loved it but i shifted into something i love even more i started giving myself excuses not to work out as much and then that led into family issues and that led into drinking and that led into bad eating habits. And it just snowballed to the point where I became severely overweight. I mean, for me, I've never been overweight like bad in my life, but now I'm looking at 246, almost 250, which is ridiculously large for me. I'm 6'2", and I had this massive gut hanging out. I couldn't even see my zipper, you know, like that. that. <laughs> Dicky do so, test. Yeah. Look down. Where are my feet? <laughs> my belly sticks but, out further than my dicky do. <laughs> that's the dicky do test you know about that i love it i i think i've heard of it before that's so funny uh but uh you heard it here on the brian kelly show the dicky do test. you yes. can't see your dicky you need to lose some weight <laughs> yeah that typically works only for guys i think but yeah um <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so i i got to that point and i was just on your show and we talked about this uh, you were mm -hmm. asking me about fitness i was very uh, honest and that i was not in a good space and you challenged me and we took that discussion off the air and in into a coaching environment where you you put a challenge in front of me that i couldn't resist i said that is what that is the only thing that's going to finally make me do what i need to do 
because you challenged me and you knew how to do it. Not no one else before you had ever figured I, I myself dif discipline sucks, always has. Hmm. And now for the first time in, up until I, in, now, up until now. Yeah. And I was going to say now until first time in memory, I now have self-discipline and yeah. it just takes the right motivation uh, to do it. And I'm here to tell you, this is the motivation right here is in the form of Mr. Christopher Roush. And you, I don't bring people on to pitch them unless, and I do do it on time on, on occasion, but in this case, I am a product of the product. You know, I am a living, breathing example of what works. And Christopher, and you didn't even work at it. You were just kidding around, mm -hmm. but you've been doing it and you know what you're doing. So you knew how to press a few buttons. Yeah, you exactly. You knew exactly the buttons to press. And I said, yeah, let's do this. That's the only way I'm going to get this done. So I literally did a two mile walk slash jog right before this show. And I'm getting back on the, the treadmill, so to speak, uh, yeah. figuratively and literally. Yes. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. Right, look at this, brother. We got a, a Dennis Nermella. Hello from China. My brother. Oh, wow. Dennis from the old days. What's up, yes. Dennis? Calling all the way from China. Thank you, brother. Speaking from the old days, we got another gentleman from Texas, Mr. Tim Gillette. Good Tim Gillette. What's too, up, buddy? Rocker? Tim Rocker, Rocker Life Coach. I remember that's how I met him. Rocker yes. Life Coach. We had and some good that, times. Tore it up. Good old Debbie was, uh, when I was talking about you being superhuman, she says, yes, he's hiding his cape, but I believe he has one too. <laughs> uh, I offered to show it to her and she said, no, I want to see your cape. <laughs> that's funny. Like, yeah. But yeah, so I, one of the things I wanted to just kind of pull out about that whole story is the importance of getting someone to help you, a coach. It doesn't yes. have to be a health issue. It doesn't have to be a life or a personal issue. It could be a business issue. It's just, it really comes down to being disciplined and having the focus and having someone tell you something that you yourself cannot see. Yeah. And you think, oh, I've got this. And I, I think that all the time. And, and I know that I don't 100%. I said, I need outside eyes to tell me what direction would be a better direction for me to take at this moment. And every time I've done it, Christopher, I've, I've had multiple coaches over, over my lifespan. Every single time I've seen incredible results. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's not magic. It's not crazy, but it takes someone who has some the attributes that you do, Christopher. I mean, you have this great straight between the eyes. I'm going to tell you like it is, but with love attitude. Can you uh, ex expand more on that and what brought you to, to have that kind of strategy or approach with people? Or is it just because you found you got results by doing that? <laughs> No, that's a great question. I mean, for me, I just realized that the sooner you get to the root of the problem, so many times we we're just talking about healthcare, they deal with the symptom of the problem. So somebody comes to me and says, I want to lose weight. Okay. That's not your real goal. Why do you want to lose weight? So I'm kind of the guy that asks the why, the why, the why, because I'm a firm believer when you have a big enough why you have a big enough how. And so let's just get straight to the point. Let's not, that's why my tagline is, and my friends now joke around about it, but my tagline is I help people overcome their self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. So the fluffy bullshit is like meditation and sitting Indian style and chanting, I'm going to be rich and all that other stuff. Well, I've gotten into that stuff, so I don't necessarily call it all fluffy bullshit, but I just learned pretty, pretty quickly that for me, the way I work is like the sooner I know what the situation is, the sooner it is I can do the work to, to fix it. I don't want somebody to cloud it over. I don't want somebody to sugarcoat it. Just tell me, Chris, here's where you're at and here's what you need to do. Here's what you need to do to get to here. Because all my life, when you think about what it is that I went from being that seventh grade homeless dropout, and then ultimately somebody gave me the suggestion, like, have you thought about getting your GED? I'm like, I don't even know what that is. And like, it's a general equivalency diploma. And I'm like, you're asking me to make up four years of high school, five years of high school? It, I don't have that kind of time. My my bandwidth and my, my belief system was so limited. I thought I was stupid. I literally thought I was stupid. I figured I was going to be working two or three jobs for the rest of my life just to be able to make it. 
I had no visions of any, any, any super success, but fortunately the people in my life who mentioned me did that same thing. They gave me the straight, the straight word, but they also did it with love. They said, Hey, you know, Chris, I can lead you to this pot, but you can, you have, it's up to you whether or not you're going to carry that further. And so the same thing I've done with my coaching clients is most oftentimes I get to, I, people get to a point where they come to see me and they're comfortably miserable. They've got a good enough job. They got a good relationship. They got a good house. They got a good everything, but the inside they're unfulfilled. They're miserable inside and they keep hoping, wishing, and praying that someday something's going to change and they're going to be able to live their life of their dreams. And that is all complete nonsense. You know, nobody's going to come save anybody. And so I believe if I can use love and I can use a direct firm approach with people to get them to see the big why, then they're going to have leverage in their life every day when they wake up in the morning and they don't feel like doing something because that's somebody's excuse. Chris, my excuse is I don't feel like doing it. I'm like, well, when are you ever going to feel like totally working out? But my question to them is when are you going to feel like going to multiple doctor's appointments? When are you going to feel like getting a diabetes diagnosis? When are you going to feel like getting your arm amputated? When are you going to feel like taking all these medications and having your life limited because you didn't make proper decisions right now? I just tell people like that. Do you, are you are you prepared for that? Are you prepared to keep eating your weight worth of gold and sugar and ultimately one day not be shocked that you're going to wind up with an A1C that's off the roof? I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen to so many people. I've seen it happen to personal friends of mine. There's a guy I know that was in way better shape than I was when we were younger. And he's on literally, I think, 17 different medications. He's already had open heart surgery. Now he's to a point where he's so overweight and so limited by the, by the medications that he takes, he can't even do anything. So he's literally probably cut 10, 15, 20 years off of his life because he didn't have time and he didn't feel like doing something. But at the end of the day, if we feel like having the results, we have to find that will within ourselves. And so what I do is I just inspire people just to do a couple of things differently. Just It's not going to be overnight. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be well worth it because when you think about it, and I know you can attest to this, Brian, we have survived 100% of all the different adversarial things that have happened in our life. We've not only survived from it, but we've actually hopefully learned some lessons from that. So if we learn lessons through the challenges that we go through, we get to grow through, then can't we have a little bit of a perspective shift and say, I'm grateful for all those tough times because for those times they taught me the most because we don't learn anything when life is easy and, and going smooth. We learn things when times are tough. And that's why you were talking about resources in the, in the beginning of the show. For anybody who's never heard of it, Finding Joe, it's a documentary. It's on YouTube. It's called Finding Joe. It's about the hero's journey. And then it talks about all the, the peaks and valleys that we go through along our lives. And we watch our favorite movies and what happens, you know, the heroine or the, or the hero goes through the, the tough times and we root them on and they come back and they want to teach everybody else how to go through those things. That's the same thing for our life. And I know even in my life up until this point that I've had the, all these ups and downs, these, these incredible experiences and these lows, you know, even low lows back in 2016, even so much that I wrote on my arm, what doesn't kill me only makes me stronger. I literally tattooed it on my arm right there. You want to talk about a no excuses approach. And that's what I used to tell myself. I'm like, Chris, every day is a new day. And what doesn't kill me only makes me stronger. And I thought I'm going to go tattoo that on my arm and recognize that anytime I'm going through something tough, what am I supposed to learn from this? How can I gain from this? How can I grow from this? And then pretty much after I got my life together, I found that I had this unescapable truth that I was able to help people just by them talking to me. And I didn't even know what a life coach was. People would come into my office at work and they would ask me a work question that took five minutes. And then they would walk out of my office an hour later going, oh my God, I can't believe I told you this. And I'm not even making this up. I had person after person after person, different departments, didn't have this whole perspective of who I was. And then they spent 45 minutes talking to me about life and they're just blown away like, oh my God, I can't believe I just told you that. 
And so then I just went out there and I started doing pay it forward coaching, which was my way. I'll coach you for free for six weeks. You go out there and do three nice things for somebody else and come back and tell me about it. I saw the movie pay it forward with Haley Joe Osment. And I'm like, I'm going to go do this. You know, I'm going to use my gifts because now I can apparently talk to people and help them see things differently. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not sure if it's NLP or anything else. I just read a ton of self-improvement books, watched a ton of videos, went to school, read autobiographies. I just study what successful people do and I just duplicated it. Mm, if that isn't a bomb dropping moment, I don't know what is right there. Ooh. Those don't those don't say China, do they? <laughs> Smart bombs, bombs of knowledge, bombs of wisdom. Of that is Christopher Rausch right there. Uh, that was a lot in a very short period of time. And I mean, I can't believe you ever thought or were told maybe that you were dumb because it's oh, nothing yeah. to be farther from the truth. You are a very smart man, very uh, knowledgeable. Uh, listening to you talk, you talk as fast as you think. And that's to me when I, I've been amongst very cerebral people. I was a software engineer for many years and uh, very smart people around me. And that was a common trait was fast talking, fast thinking. And so I liken that to you. You remind me of them. And I, I never for an instant would think that you are less than completely intelligent. Uh, it's interesting. I just find that interesting. for it. <laughs> And it's obvious. And and so, you know, see, people think that where we are, we we just were born and walked into it. it you know, it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. I've heard so many times and it's so true. Uh, you know, and some 10 years takes longer than others. It's even funnier. But you mentioned something about, you know, you're talking about people at your job. And I remember when you used to work, uh, it was like a, a, a scuba diving uh, business or something like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I remember you were in that process of wanting to get out and just do your own thing as an entrepreneur. And I have ran into so many, yours, yours truly included, looking to do the same thing. And the hope is so huge, but the desire and the drive isn't big enough because I want, I also want to ask you, how hard was it? How, how difficult and how long did it take for you to finally ultimately break the shackles of a full-time job and was that a big traumatic experience the day you did it? I mean, t take us through that if you would. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a lot of backstory on that one. I would have to go for a wholly, totally other show. Plus I signed a non-disclosure agreement saying I wouldn't talk about the, the details publicly. But yeah, it literally got to a point where I said before, Brian, I, I literally called myself comfortably miserable. I made six figures. I had a corner office. I'd been there for over 20 years. I've been there actually 26 years when I left. Um, grew up within the company. It used to be privately owned. It was a great organization. I don't have any knocks against it, but progressively when we got bought out by a private equity firm, it went from being about the customers and about being about the, em the employee because John Cronin, who started the company used to say, you take care of the people, the people take care of the customer, the customer takes care of the company. And I just remember thinking like, oh my God, where so many people are looking at the bottom line and they're looking at all the different measurables and, and KPIs and all other stuff. He was like, let's just take care of the customer. Let's, let's start by taking care of our staff so that they're empowered and they're inspired and they're motivated and they're capable. They're armed with tools to be able to take care of our customers. And then our customers will take care of us. But when we got bought out by a private equity group, it got, we got some more egos inside the building and whatnot. And ultimately it came down to being more about KPIs than the customer or the employee. And I could tell with some of the new people that they had hired on that my honesty and my straightforward approach was not really necessarily appreciated. Um, and I had already put in my years of being the first person there and the last person to leave. I'd already put on those things, but yet when my son was born, I started looking at my life a little bit differently and I could see that wasn't rubbing right with what they wanted me to do. So ultimately it became a, a we'll call it a, a mutual agreement um, where they invited me to leave. And so uh, it happened on November 7th, 2019. I'll never forget the date as long as I live. We had talked about 
doing it. We had talked about the opportunity to, to delegate my responsibilities to other people, but we also talked about doing it together and kind of having a graduation plan and that, you know, who's going to take over this and mentoring that person to make sure it was a shift for success. Instead, they decided to do it without my, my input on what date I was going to do it. But to answer your question, Brian, after being there for 26 years, I was so relieved because I was so miserable. I was so relieved, but the thing that happened, I told, I told all my, my staff and I was personal friends with my staff. I, I had the number one rated department, um, with the orange County registers, best place to work thing. I could tell you all these stories. Um, but overnight I literally wasn't needed anymore. And that blew my mind. And that like, nobody, like the guy who took over my position, he's a personal friend of mine. He knew for two weeks before it was going to happen, that it was going to happen. And he didn't tell me, I don't fault him for that. But ultimately overnight I wasn't needed. I was, I was in charge of three huge departments. I was in charge of all these different, we were getting electrical vehicle charging station. I had all these different things going on and overnight Christopher wasn't needed. And that blew my mind because shortly thereafter that I wasn't necessarily thinking about doing my, my speaking business and my coaching business full time at that point. I thought, well, now I can get a job closer to my house. Cause I was doing that two hour one way commute like you've done. And I thought maybe I get a job closer to my house. I'll move up a rank, a rank. I could have, you know, go up to vice president easily, or, um, I was looking at, uh, um, chief operation officer positions, totally in my zone of excellence. You have a master's degree in organizational management, 20 some odd years of leadership. I get a job by my house and a no big deal and, you know, continue to do my side hustle. Then I sent out over a hundred resumes to jobs in my industry, by my house with all my experience of 26 years of turning the company over and doing all these different things, could not get a job or an interview to save my life. And that's when I kind of just this little whisper kind of knocked on my, on my head and said, Chris, what about just doing your full, your business full time? And that thing always had scared me before. It was like, oh my God, will I make enough money? You know, will I be safe enough? And when you think about my past of being homeless and being on the streets and, and, and financial insecurity, my whole goal all the time was to have a house and to make sure I had a job to make sure I was never going to be homeless again. And so ultimately recognizing that and saying, you know what, when is it going to be my turn? When is it gonna be my turn? Is the money, is the possessions, is the ego, is everything else, is that really fulfilling my life or would be to fulfill my life, step into my zone of, of genius, which is a great book again by uh, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Phenomenal, phenomenal book. He talks about there, there's our zone of greatness, our zone of um, excellence and our zone of genius. And it talks about how we give ourselves upper limit problems and excuses for, for why we don't do those things. And so I thought about it and I did some, I ran some numbers and I talked to my wife and I said, listen, I wanna do full-time speaking and coaching and I wanna do this, I can do this. I've got money saved up. It's not about the, the, I don't want to be that miserable person anymore working for somebody else's dream. And then ultimately I made the decision. I think I made the decision, the final decision on something like March 3rd. And then this thing called COVID started coming around and they talked about a lockdown. And I thought, how am I going to be a professional speaker on lockdown? Well, it's only going to be six weeks. Okay, no big deal. Two years later, I've had to shift and pivot so many different times. But I'll tell you this, Brian, as uncomfortable, as awkward, as, as really soul crushing in a way to have that identity so wrapped up in my position and my, my, my title and my successes and everything else to have the next day, it was just a wiped away. Like nobody needed me anymore. Nobody cared about me. Nobody checked in with me. That was a huge shock for me to go through. And ultimately when I did that, I just decided I was no longer going to put myself in situations where I'm not even respected enough after being there for 26 years to allow me to say goodbye to my staff, to allow me to have some dignity, to allow, to do this on a professional level where, you know, like they did for so many other people, that was soul crushing. And I just decided I, I would rather be broke. I would rather be struggling. I would rather have to fight for every nickel than to walk into another position and be like, okay, Chris, we'll pay you $250,000, you know, to be the director of something or be the vice president of something. And I just took that plunge and I've kept going ever since. And has it been easy? No. Has it been worth it? Hell yes. Boom. Boom. Well, you know what's going to have to happen with that. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, that's
for Carpet right. Bomb Marketing. That's right. That's right. Get a hold of Brian for Carpet Dude. Bomb Marketing. Yeah. So, my God, um, I did not know that backstory. I've always been curious about it uh, because we, you and I had talked about it and, you know, having full-time jobs and all that and going through that and living someone else's dream. And that that's really horrible that you were disrespected so badly where they just chopped you at the knees and said, get out. Uh, basically, yeah. I'm putting those. You never told me this. So just in case they say, hey, you're in trouble for disclosing stuff. That wasn't his words. Those were mine. I wish him all the best. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've all aged exponentially in the last three years. I mean, since this has all gone on with COVID and everything else, all of them have aged dramatically. The corporate culture is not the same whatsoever anymore. People won't come back to the office. I left at the perfect time. It was one of the greatest gifts of my life, Brian, for them to let me go at that particular moment, the best gift. You can yeah. only see it at the time. So that's why I always encourage yeah. people when something bad happens, just think about, okay, is this a door opening somewhere else? If this, if this, I was just helping somebody earlier today, their wife cheated on them. And I said, okay, now you know what, now you know what your wife is up to. Yes, it sucks. And yes, it's going to take some time to get over it, but now you're going to have the opportunity. As long as you're looking this way, you're going to see the next person coming into your life. That might be the one that's actually right for you. But so many times we look at that closed door and we think, oh my God, shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know, those people. And then we just become mad and bitter towards those people. That's what we attract when we're mad and bitter right? We're just mirrors for ourselves. And so I sit there and I think I wish people well, like, I, mean, I hope you're successful. I hope you have all the, you know, it afforded me time with my son every single day that I not, did not have because I was killing myself at this job. You know, there's so many benefits that, that come into this. And at the end of the day, what are we going to take with us when we die? When I think about this back in 2008, I was successful by all means on paper and everything else, but I wasn't unhappy and I was unhappy inside. And so I went to this funeral and this is going to be beneficial for your viewers and your listeners. I went to this funeral and I sat there and I saw them, all the people, my coworkers, eulogizing one of my coworkers. I really didn't know her that well, but I went there to pay my respects and person after person got up there and talked about all the things that we never knew about how Ann was, how Ann did these little things for the employees that she never, no, she didn't want exposure for. And so I thought to myself, Brian, I'm like, okay, if I died tomorrow, who would show up and what would they say? That's what it just dawned on me. I'm sitting in the back of the church. God is my witness. And I thought 15 people will show up. They'll bring Miller Genuine Draft and Jack Daniels and Bon Jovi and Motley Crue records. And they will spend the entire church time, the eulogy time, whatever. They'll talk about all the stupid shit Chris did. Oh, remember that time he did that? Remember the time he passed out? Remember the time they chased that girl? Remember that time he did this? Oh, yeah. Oh, and the postscript to that would be, oh, yeah, he was a homeless seventh grade dropout who ultimately you know, bought his first house and, and, and became successful and changed the world. And I thought about it and the whole drive home, Brian, I was down in Orange County and I live here in Riverside. So it was about an hour and a half drive home. It kept bugging me. And I'm like, well, what can I do to use this epiphany, if you will, to make, to, to, to create leverage in my life? Cause I'm always looking for that leverage. How can I create that positive leverage? And I thought about it. And so I went home again, God is my witness. I took out an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper like this. Cause I always carry paper around with me everywhere. And I proceeded hand to paper, not even typing. I started writing my eulogy. Ooh, boys and girls, that's uncomfortable, isn't it? I don't want to write my eulogy. I don't want to think about that. Well, guess what? When you think with the mind, think with the end in mind and you work backwards, you very often achieve whatever it is that you go for. Yeah. So I sat there and I wrote it all out by hand. I was thirsty and I went to my kitchen, got a drink of water and I came back and I literally almost pushed it to the side. I'm like, okay, I did it. I don't know what that's for, but I'm going to go back to doing all these other things, right? Ego related. Like, let me check out some more stuff off my box. And I looked at it and I said, you know, instead of pushing it aside, Chris, let's just give it a read. I swear to God, I was just going to push it aside, figured it was just something I needed to vent and get out of myself. So I started reading it and I was like, mm. now I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I had this little whisper tell me, well, Chris, if it was a eulogy, they would be saying it out loud. So Christopher Roush, da, 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 da. And I get down to the center of it. And this is where the meat really hits, Brian, because I started fucking crying. And it said, Christopher, will fought, Christopher Roush will have fought for what's right and what's fair. 
He will have risked fortunes that mattered, and he will have left the earth a better place for who he was and what he did. Tears just running down my eyes. I had no, I, no idea that that was going to even happen for him. And I thought, why am I crying? And I thought I would be so proud and so honored to be known for that. Like, you know, I partied and had a great time. Sure. No problem. I did every drug in the world except for heroin and um, mushrooms. I think it was, um, you know, I had a good time. I did all sorts of crazy things. You know, this is back in the eighties when, when you didn't have cell phones with cameras, you know, I did a lot of stupid stuff. I'm proud of that. I have I had a good time, but you know, to be able to be remembered with that, with that thought in my mind. So every day when I wake up, Ryan, the first two things I do is I say what I'm grateful for. Even if I'm in pain, even if I'm miserable, what am I grateful for? And then I set my intention for the day. And one of the intentions that I set for the day is that I will live accordance. I will use my words and my actions to make the world a better place for who I am and what I do. And so if I'm going through the day, having a shitty day, like kind of today was one of those days, I would stop myself. and like, have I done something to lift the world up in, in a positive way? Nope. Here's what I could do. I could do a post. I could do a video. I could do something. I could call somebody. I could text somebody. I could do something to make a difference in somebody else's life. So if today is my day, and that's the last person I communicate with. Like, what did your dad say? Your dad cared about me. Your dad wanted to see how, how I was doing. Your dad just, or, or, you know, somebody said, oh, you just posted a post about how you can never give up on yourself. And as long as I'm leaving that legacy, we're all going to die. I mean, that's just the truth. We're all going to die. And the older we get, the closer it gets. It ain't going to go away. So what do you want to leave behind? A bunch of possessions, an ego, a title, a fucking certificate on the wall? Or do you want to leave behind memories and moments and, and to know that you are here to make an impact in the world? I'm all for the impact. I will go broke. I will, I will. Yeah. There's, there's no way I could ever go back to any of that shit. And I will say you are fulfilling the legacy that you are desiring to fill and yeah. you're in the process of doing it every day. And the other thing that is really cool is now you have a son and we know how kids are sponges and yeah. you, you may not know it now. You probably have seen it and witnessed it. I didn't know it for a long time, but they are listening. They are watching. Yep. They are, they are recording every, thing you do the beautiful thing is that what when you're gone you won't be gone your legacy will live through them and they will take on a lot of the great traits that you have instilled in them without you even like talking to them about it they're just going to see that you're leading by example and they will take that and i learned things that my uh, my son had told me a while back at a retreat that blew my i started bawling my head off in front of all, a whole group of adults it just blew my mind i had no idea that I had that kind of a positive impact on my side. I mean, it just was humbling and, and just beautiful. And Love so that. know that everything you're doing right now, not only your son, but your wife as well are watching and listening. And, and look, you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. That's okay. Let's just not be perfect and get the heck over it and just move on and make and change lives as best as we possibly and humanly can. Right? I agree wholeheartedly. It's more about intentions than the, than what actually occurs. It's like, I intended to help that person. I slipped, I fell, and they broke their kneecap because I ran into them. But that wasn't my intention. My intention was to help them. <laughs> I mean, that's never happened. I just made that up. But that, that stuff happens, right? And I always say, yeah, there we go again. No good deed goes unpunished, does it, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. But I mean, just keep going. Keep stacking those pebbles. Uh, I'm not telling you. You're the coach. Um, <laughs> telling everyone else to keep doing that because the more of those pebbles you stack, the higher they get, the more people will finally see. And look, I don't think you're about what people see. You're about making differences in people's lives without having to be that person on the pedestal. Everybody looks, looks up and goes, hey, it's Christopher Rush, the, the Superman, the awesome guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's nice to get the accolades. It's nice to get the recognition. It's needed in order to grow our business. And that's a good thing. I hope you become supremely wealthy so that you can serve more lives. And I hope you can scale your business, create more Christopher Rauches, 
Uh, maybe Jackson will fall in your footsteps uh, before you're off this earth and continue with the legacy. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But it's people like you that I am always rooting for and will help as, as much as I humanly can to say, let's get this guy out there. And that's why I do this show is for greater exposure for you. And what a perfect segue. I didn't even plan this, but I want to ask you more pointedly about cool. your business, your business. What is it you do? I'm going to pull up your website and just let you talk and say, what are the kind of people you work with? I mean, are they men, women, uh, adults, kids, teenagers? Are they business people? Are they lay person? Are they, what are they? And I'll let you take the floor and then go ahead. If you have a quick success story or two, you'd like to also go through besides mine, of course. Um, <laughs> And and then uh, and then how can people best get in touch with you? We got a lot more to go, so um, I don't want anybody to think this is the end of the show. We're not even close. But uh, if you wouldn't mind doing that, I'm going to pull up your website and let you sure. go at it. Yeah, I didn't expect this, but yeah, I mean, essentially, my services are one-on-one -on -one coaching, uh, professional speaking, doing keynote speaking, uh, doing workshops, uh, courses, seminars. I'm actually in the process of, of designing my first course right now due to the popularity of the people demanding to work with me. I only work one-on-one -on -one with people for the most part. I do a group coaching every once in a while, but only to work with me, it's sort of expensive. So I've had people come to me and like, well, Chris, can you offer a course? Can you do something at a different price, pen, price point entry point? And it's something that I didn't want to do, but I finally acquiesced in doing that. As a, In addition to, um, you guys can see this first because I've got a mock cover of it. Here's the uh, here's the cover of my upcoming book called It's Just You and Me, Kid. The short version of it is it's just a true story of a mother and son survival on the streets of California. But yeah, I'm 164,000 words into writing my book. And yeah, essentially it's working with me. And, and the people that I work with now are uh, God's honest truth. About 95% are women. I uh, find that women are more eager to do the self-development route and want to change and want to improve themselves. Uh, occasionally I do find men that want that same stuff, but I find that their ego is tied with it a little bit. Um, so probably about 95% of my clients are women between the ages of 35 and 70. Uh, here's a, here's a, here's a, when I said 70, I, I thought of a, a story I could share with you. So normally I, I, I go, women are like, um, you know, career people and they're just, they're, they got to a spot where they're comfortably miserable. They're just good enough. And they realize they're not meant to be good enough. They're meant to be great. And so, but what's interesting is I had the 69 year old woman reach out to me. I think it was before COVID. She saw one of my walk and talk videos, which you talked about, and people love those things. They're all on my YouTube channel where I just take the phone and I just start doing a video and I just talk about whatever's on my mind. You know, if I'm going through something, I figure somebody else is going through something as well. And so every once in a while, just as my gift, I'll say, anybody watching this can get a free hour of my coaching for me free. You know, it's no, 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 anything in, in, uh, no strings attached. It's just for you watching this video all the way till the end. If you want to work with me for an hour, I'm not going to try to sell you or anything. And so this lady hit me up afterwards. She goes, I, I've followed you for a while. You scared the hell out of me. She goes, but I want to take you up on your free offer. And I said, absolutely no problem. So we get on a zoom call and I asked her a couple of questions and I said, what is it that you really are trying to find at 69 years old? And she was from, from uh, Kentucky. She was from, you know, the South. And she proceeded to tell me that basically she'd been widowed for 13 years. Um, she wanted to be in love again. She wanted to find a relationship. Uh, her family wasn't really too keen on that. And, you know, there were some things in her closet that she never told anybody else about. And so ultimately with working with me, we did, I work with in six month length six month length contracts. So she wound up doing two six month contracts with me. And in that process, we got her to come clean and be honest about what happened to her from the church, what happened to her in the church as a 12 year old. She had never told anybody about that besides me. And so I got her to not only tell her family, but she wound up switching churches because the church that she was with wanted her to be a certain way and act a certain way. And, and 
we don't like churches like that. If you guys want to go to that church, that's fine. I like to go to places where people want you to become your best and want you to, you know, get remarried again, regardless of what it says in the eyes of that. So um, ultimately she found a new church and she not only told her new pastor what she told me, but also the pastor told her, like, if you'd ever like to share your story, you could probably help a lot of young women in here today that might've been going through the same thing as you were, but maybe they don't have to hold it in for 60 years or 50, whatever years was. So she didn't even tell me she was going to do this, but she wound up doing it. And she came to my her next coaching session with me and said, guess what I did this week, Chris? Cause she was all trying to be hip and everything. And I said, what'd you do this week? And I won't say her name. And uh, she says, I told my whole church what happened. And I said, you did. We were sitting there doing this thing. Like we always just kind of like got in this groove thing. It was funny. And, uh, and I said, I am so proud of you. And so ultimately with working with me, she wound up taking her health better seriously. Um, she ended a lot of the negativity and the beliefs that she thought about herself and her, her marriage while he was alive. And then ultimately we went through the dating apps because there are specific dating apps for elderly people. It's cute as hell. Um, I learned a lot about old men that I do not want to know about because people will tell me everything. She's like, Christopher, those old men are still horny. They're still, I'm like, oh God, shut up, shut up, shut up. I don't want to, no, no, no. I, I told her I was going to teach her how to fly her freak flag and I did. And she's like, oh yeah. But she ultimately met a, per, a beautiful gentleman and she, now she's been married for a year and a half. Uh, she's living the life of her dreams. Every once in a while, she'll out of the blue, she'll just tag me in a post. I'm like, I would not be this happy if it wasn't for Christopher. So here's a 69 year old woman who wanted to fly her freak flag. And all she had to do was just start shifting her perspectives about situations that she had been through. But I've got all sorts of success stories all day long, you know, mostly women, but I've got men in there as well. Um, different factions, you know, people talk about that someday. And I just simply ask them, like, can you show me where someday is on a calendar? Exactly. Just, I just want, if you can, if you can, if you could show me that, I will let you go. I'll, I'll leave you alone. Well, well, there is no, okay. Okay. So let's talk about that. So what are you really telling yourself? What are you really, okay. What's going to be the worst happen? I have to declare bankruptcy. Do people survive bankruptcy? Yeah. Okay. Have you heard of millionaires and billionaires who have gone through bankruptcy three times only to be a quadrillionaire? Yeah. Are you willing to put that effort in? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So if you don't want to put the effort in, let it go. Let it go like a birdie. Woo. And, and don't hang on to that anymore and enjoy your nine to five, enjoy your freedom, enjoy the shit you buy. But if you can't let that go, then you got to start making some different actions. You got to make some different choices in order to get what you don't have. And so I tell people like this, like we have this thing called the reticular activation system in our brains. I think you know about this, yeah. the RAS system. And so like if people sit there and think like, I'm thinking about buying a, a blue Bronco, then all of a sudden you go and look at a few blue Broncos. What do you see on the road everywhere? Blue Broncos. Cause you like, you're fixed on that. I want a blue Bronco. I see a blue Bronco. And so when I give this exercise to people, when I'm doing seminars or whatever, I'll ask, or even just doing like a, um, a keynote from home, like a zoom one, I'll tell people like, look around your room right now and tell me everything that's blue. And I'll give them 10 seconds. I'm like, blue, 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 blue. And I'm literally like, okay, Brian, tell me what was red. Well, Chris, you were telling me to focus on blue. I'm like, yeah. And that's the same thing that happens in life. If you focus on the fact that you always screw up relationships or you never get the promotion or you always do this or you never do that, then guess what? You're going to get it because your subconscious mind is going to find ways to seek out that validation, that proof. And that goes back to our conditioning that happens between zero and five. We literally become the people that we are between the age of zero and five because of all the inputs that we get from parents and teachers and loved ones and all that other stuff. What becomes our sense of identity? And what do we do? Oh, I'm stupid. So I must, oh, see there I go being stupid again. And it isn't until somebody gets somebody like me and goes, no, you're not stupid. No, you were just misdirected. You, you had people in your life who thought they were going to do reverse psychology on you and you're going to be all sorts of wonderful and you're not. And now you're all sorts of screwed up, so, but it's not a life sentence. And so when people start looking around for the other aspect of, you know, gratitude, like I got, I've had a, I had a guy tell me this is no shit, Brian. 
I was an older gentleman. I didn't coach him, but he knew, he knew what I do. He knew what he knew. He knew what I do. He knew what I do. He knows what I do. He, that sounds fucked up too. He knows what I, he knows what I do. Yeah. Anyway. So he said, Chris, I know you're always talking about <laughs> gratitude. I got you to laugh. Um, I'm sitting here. I got twinges going through my body. Um, he goes, I know you're always talking about gratitude. He goes, I'm going to tell you a story right now. And he goes, you can use it. He goes, don't use my name. He goes, you can use this. And he was, an, I don't know how old he was. He was in the seventies. And he says, you know what, Chris, I um, didn't take my bowels very seriously. I didn't take my pooping habits very seriously. And so I got pretty backed up and I got to a point where I ruptured my colon. I had diverticulitis. Um, so he had to be put on a colostomy bag. And he's like, Chris, you don't want to know what I miss. He goes, you know what I miss? He goes, I miss taking a poop the normal way. And he said it differently. He goes, and I miss wiping my own ass. He goes, the things we take for granted, just to be able to go, he goes, I took that for granted. I thought that my body was invincible. And so yeah. the things when we stop taking things for granted, like I, there's a great documentary out there. There's actually a movie called um, The Sound of Metal. And it's about this heavy metal drummer who loses his hearing. Mm. And you just think about it, just take a second and just think about this, guys, your, vi your vision or your hearing. Just think about if you no longer had that, like, yeah. boom, you don't have your vision anymore. It, all your problems that you have right this second would go away. Like, why am I worried about Katie and in, in legal? Cause she's a bitch. Why am I worried about this? Why am I worried about who, what, what kind of car? I, you can't see shit anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, that stuff happens to people all the time. So I do this thing when I'm in seminars, when I'm speaking in front of people, I'm like, okay, who in here, what's your biggest problem in here? People are like money. And you know, really most of, most of the time people's thing are money. And I'm like, okay, all things being equal, who could use a million dollars right now? Cash money, no taxes taken out. I give you a million dollars cash. Who's game. And everybody's like, oh my God, it's Oprah. What? They're like looking under their chairs and everything. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just come back to reality for a second. And I said, okay, a million dollars. And I'll just pick on a few people that I think are, you know, that are going to play and, you know, been having fun. And I'm like, okay, so you, a million dollars. What would you do a million dollars? Stand up. And they stand up like, oh my God, a million dollars. I buy my parents a house and I did da, 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 all these different things. And I said, okay, all things being equal, I'm going to give you a million dollars cash, but you're going to give me your eyesight. And the whole crowd goes, ooh. And I'm like, you're going to donate your eyes to somebody who can't see. You're going to be blind, but they're seeing eye dogs. There's ways to get around. You'll have a million dollars cash, no loopholes, no nothing, no taxes to do everything that you want to do. Will you do it? Lady looks at me every time. No, no. I'm like, anybody else? Anybody else? Mm -mm, mm -mm. I'm like, okay. Eyesight's pretty important. But who here can use a half a million dollars? $500,000 cash money right now. No taxes. People like, oh, okay, what's he going to do? And I'm like, okay, you, sir, million, half a million dollars. What would you do? Gets all excited and everything else. I said, half a million dollars. I said, you give me your legs. You're paralyzed from the waist down, not quadriplegic, but a paraplegic. You can go still surf. Like I have a buddy of mine who does crazier shit than I do. And he's in a wheelchair and that's not even a joke. Um, so you can still get around. You can still drive, probably still have sex. I don't know. I don't know. I'm paraplegic. Um, and, and you, you have $500,000. Do you do it? No. And so I tell the crowd, I'm like, think about this for a second. When you wake up in the morning, I want you to think, I want you to think about me. And I want you to think about in the morning when your feet hit the floor and your eyes look around the room, you're a yeah. million five ahead of the game. You have so much, but we bitch about the things that we don't have. And we spend our entire life doing that. And we end up with what regrets, regrets. There's a great book out there. I've given three books now. I think, um, the five regrets of the dying by Bonnie Ware, the hospice nurse sat. Are you familiar with this, Brian? No. So I actually write, um, Owie, owie, I shouldn't do that. Owie, owie, owie. I shouldn't do that. But I do have it right here. Just as I actually bought, I used to buy it for people. The top five regrets of the dying, this hospice nurse sat with people who are dying and said, um, what is the number one regret of the dying? And so the number one regret of the dying is that people lived the life they thought they were supposed to live instead of living the life they wanted to live. Oh, wow. So here they've had all of their life. 
They're on their deathbed. There's no going back. And they sit there and all they have to think about is, fuck, I wish I would have taken that other chance. I wish I would have, I wish I would have ended that relationship 20 years earlier when I knew I wasn't happy, but I stayed together for the kids and the kids found out that we were bullshitting anyway. And they're still fucked up from their own shit anyway. Cause I lied to them. You know, it's like, we have an opportunity every single day. It's not perfect. It's not easy, but to go live the life that we're not going to regret. And, and to get out of relationships and get out of jobs and to get out of whatever it might be and get into the thing that if, if even if it's only for 10 years of your life, then to be able to sit there and say, wow, for those 10 years, I truly lived my purpose. I was authentically who I am. That's one of the things that people love about me. Like, Chris, I just dig you. And I'm like, I'm just being me. I'm just, I literally, I'm, I'm just being Chris. I talk fast. I talk in circles sometimes, blah, blah, blah. But I, that's who I am. But I'm going to go to my grave being who I am. And that's what I want for everybody else. I love it all. Um, and I just looked at the time. We're over time, but that's, you know what? Who cares? This is my studio and I don't have to pay for studio time. Bonus time. Longer. So yeah. yeah, bonus time. And I did promise, I don't want to go too any farther until I fulfill on a promise that I made earlier is that those who stay with us live get to enter to win a five night stay at a five-star luxury resort. And that is confluence of the big insider secrets. You see that nice red and white stamp on the upper right. You do see that. Yes. You're all watching that. this, right. aren't you? Uh, if you're listening on a podcast, God bless you. Thank you for doing that. Right you definitely want to come to themindbodybusinessshow.com. Register. We will notify you when we go live. You click a link that we provide and bam, you're on and you can communicate with us. Have fun with us. We are going to get to the prize. So here is how you enter to win. And all you need to do is write this down. Don't go there right now because I end every show, Christopher, with an amazing, powerful, heavy hitting question. And oh, by the way, after this prize, Christopher, I hope you remember, but you have one to give away too. It had 45 minutes was in the title, just in case that. Yeah. Uh, oh, they got it. Oh, yeah. Right, I'm, I'm right. happy to do it. We'll get to that in just a second. So real quick, I'll put it on the screen and explain. It's real simple. Write this down. You'll see it on the screen right now. All you need to do is write down this web address. It's ryp.im forward slash vacation, all lowercase, ryp.im forward slash vacation. Enter to win. Go ahead and do that after the show's over. We're almost there, but you don't want to miss this uh, hard-hitting question, nor do you want to miss this amazing gift that Christopher Roush has provided to all of us. I'm going to put it up on the screen and let Mr. Roush explain how you can make good use of this and what give him all the respect he deserves. 45 minutes makeout session? Oh, yeah. coaching session. Uh, it's a good thing my wife would be mad. You know what my wife got me for Valentine's Day? You know what my wife got me for Valentine's Day? She got me a pair of boxers with her face on it. It says, I love my wife. <laughs> Do you know what I said to her? Not even thinking about it, Brian. I said, my girlfriend's going to be so pissed off if <laughs> I wear these boxer shorts. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, my, I get my gift to anybody watching this uh, and stayed up until this point. Again, you know, it's just something I, I do on the spont spontaneous, but I will grant you guys a 45 minute coaching session with me. No sales strings, no nothing attached. Basically, we'll do a couple of uh, pre-interview questions. I'll ask you like, what do you want most out of your life? And send a couple other things. And then we'll jump on a call and then we'll get to the nitty gritty, the root of what is potentially holding you back. And I will give you strategies of what you can implement in your life and books you can read. And if you do those things alone, you will be leaps and gains above wherever you're at right now. The only thing I ask you to do is if, if you get value out of that, when you get value out of that, is just go do something nice for somebody else and just tell that person to go pay it forward because the world right now is in turmoil and we need all of us to band together. Black, white, short, straight, gay, Republican, Democrat, whatever it is, we're all the same. We are humanity and we need to start acting like it. We need to start lifting people up. The, the devastation in Turkey, the devastation in Haiti, everything that's going on in the world, we all together can band together and make this world an amazing place. So if I can help you and I want you to go out there and help somebody else, that's my gift.
They all they can just go to they can go to noexcusescoach.com. I was like, how do they get it? Go to noexcusescoach.com. And there's a couple of different places on there where you can click a uh, 45 minute coaching session. Uh, if not, if you don't want to do that, just reach out to me, Christopher at Christopher Roush, and um, we can make that happen as well. All right. Is it near the top? Um, it's some it's on a few of the pages. Um, right. yeah, just have somebody just message me and I'll send them a direct link on my calendly. So it's Christopher at ChristopherRoush.com. Yep. They can send me an email. Simple as simple, easy pie, or they can go to my website and find all my social media links. But yeah, that may, yeah. that may have to do a little bit of work, but it's my gift to you guys. And I have a blast doing them. I gave over 200 of them during COVID and I got some clients out of it. Yes. I mean, people want to work with me. That's great. But the thing that I found Brian, and here's, here's something that really can hit home for people is about, I did about, about 200 and I started noticing a theme. And I was talking to people. I'm always very keen on on studying people and, and finding out how what gets, what gets us to shift fastest. You know, what's the root of our situations? And so I heard this little whisper in my ear. We know Glenn Moore Shower and told us to listen to our whisper. And I I, I credit him with a lot of that. The, the, the way that I'm in tune with myself now. And I started hearing this question, like, ask them, do they love themselves? Yes or no? And I thought in my brain, I'm like, that's a stupid question. Of course, people love themselves. Well, I sound like an idiot if I ask that person the question. And so I took my, I took the chance on the person that I was speaking with. I said, listen, I just got something, this little whisper handed, handed to me. I said, I'm going to ask you a yes or no question. I don't want you to really think about it much, but just give me your instinctual answer. And sure enough, Brian, do you love yourself? Yes or no? Person after person after person on a Zoom, just like this, like, well, yeah, you know, geez, I never really thought about it. I just, I mean, I guess so. I'm like, you know, we were talking about, do you like yourself? Do you love yourself? You know, why are there conditions on the fact that you love yourself? How do you treat yourself? And that alone, dude, just being able to sit there and see that people aren't loving on themselves. If you start loving on yourself and you stop tolerating half the bullshit you tolerate in your life, you know, I get my clients to talk, to drop a third of what it is they're tolerating. They write a lot of list of what they tolerate from themselves, what they tolerate from inanimate objects and what they tolerate from other people. And Literally the first week they come back to me, they lie because they they're embarrassed of how much shit they're tolerating. And I tell them you're lying. I'm pretty sure you're lying. I get to know them by then. I'm like, really think about it. Be honest with yourself. All the stuff that you're tolerating. Well, Chris, you don't understand. You know, if I don't do the kids' lunches, they won't, they won't eat. If I don't do the laundry, the kids will wear stinky clothes. I'm like, okay, so if you got hit by a bus tomorrow, you're telling me your kids would go hungry for the rest of their lives? No, they would figure something out. They would find a way to make it happen. I said, you're just placating them. You're doing this and you're putting yourself in this victim role. They're taking advantage of you because you're allowing it. And that's never, nothing's ever going to change. And so I get people to drop a third of what it is that they're tolerating. And it's pretty incredible. You start taking care of yourself. You drop a third of the things you're tolerating. It's amazing Man. what can open up in your life. So many truths in that. Taking care of yourself. Take care of yourself first. Yourself first. Uh, you know, they, they even do this on airplanes. Get, put yep. a mask on yourself first or you can't help somebody else. Um, which there's a reason behind that, uh, <laughs> yep. you know, take care of yourself first. Like I have not been doing with myself and Christopher is helping me to write that ship, checking in with me, being my accountability. That is the biggest part is the accountability. It's yeah. like, I don't want to let anybody down, let alone a friend of mine. And I would be letting him down Christopher if I didn't continue on the path I'm on now, which just as a side note, I've, I've dropped, uh, 11 of the 20 pounds. I, I haven't weighed in this week, so it'll probably be more. 11 of the 20 pounds of my goal. And then after I do that, I'm going to go another 10. So I'm saying that publicly. I know I've told yeah. you publicly, but uh, I'm going to get back down to probably right around late college weight where I actually had some muscle going back then. I'm, I'm, it's all atrophying away from all the years of neglect. And 54, baby. I'll be 54 in two weeks. Yeah, there you go. Young and my bad back. Yeah, young little punk. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're having fun. We're having fun. So 
I did promise that one heavy hitting question to close the show. So don't forget Christopher at ChristopherRoush.com. You spell that C-H-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-E-R at, and then the same word. I'm not going to repeat all that again. Roush is spelled R-A-U-S-C-H. Yes. Dot com. So you Christopher at ChristopherRoush.com. Email him. Go to his website, noexcusescoach.com. Take advantage of that 45-minute coaching session. And one thing I will ask of all of you before I ask this final question of Christopher is please treat it with the utmost respect. Treat him with the most respect because he is volunteering his valuable time. He's sitting here in excruciating pain for you right now. And he will do this for you for 45 minutes just for you. Please take it seriously. Take it as though you spent $2,000 for that 45 minutes. He probably charges more than that per hour. And so take it seriously and uh, take yourself seriously because he, if you just take his lead and do what he tells you to do and follow his instructions, you will get results. Guaranteed. I, I will guarantee it. Christopher yeah. doesn't have to guarantee it. I will guarantee it on his behalf. There you go. I know this guy. Thank That's you. That's how it goes. All Thank right. You, oh. Love you more. That's what I always tell my dad. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to put your name back up there real quick. So Christopher Roush, are you ready? I am ready. My cat's my cat's wanting attention, but yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> uh, kitty cat has to wait. Um, <laughs> not necessarily. You can do whatever kitty, you want. Kitty, kitty. Always coming but, up. Uh, the cool thing about this question is there is no such thing as a wrong answer. Okay. Well, I have to, I have to introduce my associate producer. This, right. is, this is this Gonna is Gizmo. Out. He's a gizmo. Look at those whiskers. Gizmo. All right. Look at oh, that. Sweetheart. What a cool look. Black and white. That's my giddy giddy. Okay. Biggest question. Let's go. Yep. There is no such thing as a wrong Autumn answer. Bottom or top. I'm both. No. The exact opposite is true, though. The only correct answer is yours. And so yeah. it's unique to you. And if it takes you an instant, great. If it takes you seconds, no problem. It takes you minutes, no problem. It is your answer, and your cat's tail will contribute for sure. <laughs> Raw and unscripted, baby. Yes. No kidding. All right. So with that, are you ready for the big question? I'm ready. All right. Here we go with the tail wagging. Yep. Christopher Roush. How do you define success? How do you define success? I think success is being able to go to bed at night feeling that you lived your legacy, that you did something that... yourself or somebody out there success is what what we're here for as far as what our true legacy means so when you go and you write your eulogy and you get those you know bullet points make some bullet points out of that and keep that index card by your by your bed and so when you go to bed at night think about what it is that you're here on this planet for and when you wake up in the morning look at those again and set that intention every day and so every day so that at the end of the night when you go back and you reflect on your day was it a success? Did I do something to make this world a little bit a better place? Did I do something today to become a better parent? Did I do something today? Then that's success, guys. It's not about the big things. Like, did I get a million dollars today? Did I buy a million, a limousine? Did I, no. Did I make an impact in the world? Did I have a good day? Do I, did I appreciate all the different beautiful people that I have in my life? Did I appreciate the challenges that I have in my life? Yeah, that's success. Don't look at success necessarily in terms of what you're going to get when you get there, success right now is defined as how you're living your day because we often so want to own the month, own the year and everything else. But when you own the day and you live in that legacy, God only knows when any of us are going to go. And so if this is the last thing I ever do, if this is the last thing I ever say, my wife and my son can come look at it and go, dad was living his legacy. And that's all that matters to me. I don't want to get to a point where I'm not living my legacy and I'm being incongruent. And then ultimately I have regrets. 
regrets suck, ladies and gentlemen. So as long as you don't have any regrets, I say that's success. Mm. And we end the show appropriately. Baby. Or Facebook will put you in jail like they did to me. For what that? For what? For doing airplanes with bombs. Uh, it's all I'm they, 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 they insinuate you that you're a bomber or something like that. I'm yeah. super careful with what I say now because I've been in Facebook jail. I lost my Facebook, my primary profile that had 5,000 people on it. I lost it because somebody hacked it and put ISIS pictures in there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Gotta love, uh, and I say that with tongue in cheek, gotta love some people sometimes. Ooh. Christopher Roush, man, you are an amazing man. You are an amazing friend, more importantly to me. Uh, amazing husband and father and kitty cat daddy and doggy daddy as well mm -hmm. love my animals <laughs> love my animals appreciate you my brother we're gonna call appreciate it a too. show and i appreciate everyone who came on to watch live i hope now is the time if you're ready to go enter to win that vacation stay it's also the time to go email christopher at christopherrausch.com and get that 45 minute coaching session and then pay it forward when you're done yes christopher you're an amazing guy i love you brother and uh, you. i can't wait uh, we're going to continue our communication throughout uh, our our travels together and our lives together. And I appreciate you uh, and your dear friend. Thank you so much, buddy. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate being on the show. I appreciate being a Brian, a, a brother of yours, and I'm happy to help out anytime. Mm, Thank you. That's the way Keep you roll too. Yes, absolutely. And everyone out there, please continue to crush it, serve others, and above all, be blessed. So long for now. Take be care, blessed. everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Mind Body Business Show podcast at www.themindbodybusinessshow.com. My name is Brian Kelly.